You are listening to a podcast of Risen Savior Lutheran Church in Chula Vista, California. Growing in faith, living in hope, serving in love, all to the glory of God. Hallelujah, Christ is risen. Hallelujah, amen. The lesson for us to direct our attention to today is from the Gospel Lesson of Matthew's Gospel in chapter 28. It's printed in your service folders if you'd like to follow along. After the Sabbath at dawn on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. There was a violent earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and, going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothes were, as, were white as snow. The guards were so afraid of him that they shook and became like dead men. The angel said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. He has risen, just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples, He has risen from the dead and is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. Now I have told you. So the women hurried away from the tomb, afraid, yet filled with joy, and ran to tell his disciples. Suddenly Jesus met them. Greetings, he said. They came to him, clasped his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. This is the gospel of the Lord. We begin with a prayer. May the words of my mouth, the meditation of our hearts, be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. A sound changes things. A sound sends a message. During these past 40 days of Lent, starting with Ash Wednesday here at Risen Savior. On Wednesday evenings, we looked at the sounds of the Passion. We heard sounds of tearing cloth, such as in the temple when Jesus, wrote, Jesus died on the cross, the temple curtain was torn in two. We listened to the sounds of clinking coins as Judas' greed got the best of him. A rooster crowed, and Peter was drawn back to realize his sin of denial. We hear sounds this morning, specifically in our lesson, and did you catch the sound that was brought out on Easter morning? It was the same sound that happened when Jesus died. An earthquake shook and rumbled the ground. Living in California, you've probably had an experience of somewhat of a taste of what that earthquake felt like. An earthquake rumbling. Sending a message. When Jesus died and now when he rose again, God was bringing out a message to the world. Take notice. Here's a sound you don't want to miss. But there was also a sound that was given on that Easter morning in the form of words. And those words sent a message. They sent a message of freedom. And we're going to discover what those words are and how is it that they could possibly give some freedom to people like you and me. 
Private Michael Delaney lived at a time in our country's history when families were ripped apart, suffering, and death was certainly a part of many households. You see, he lived at the time of the Civil War. He was a private in that Northern Army. He was a private who had served, who was serving in Colorado. And his unit was called up to go to New Mexico to fight the Confederate forces. He pleaded with his commander to let him stay home with his new wife, his young wife. The answer, of course, was no. And so the troops set off, marching off to New Mexico. Delaney in the midst of them. But then gradually, as along the march, he drifted back further and further and finally left the group. He deserted. They caught up with him about five months later, threw him in jail. Didn't help that he was not a model soldier to begin with. He was known for being drunk. He was known for causing problems. He was tried before a jury. And you listen to the words, and they were just seven words to the verdict. The court finds Private Michael Delaney guilty. He was to be shot as part of his execution. July 18, 1863, early morning in his cell, he's awake and he reviews and he looks what has happened. And boy, does he have regret. He has regret and he has guilt because of what he has brought to himself. He is now facing execution. That is his day of death. Can you imagine waking up in a cell with a load of regret and guilt of what you've done in the past and brought upon yourself? Can you imagine being like him, being there in the confines of that room and having this weigh upon you, your hands clutching your bed, you're shaking your head saying, how could I have messed up this badly? How did I let it get here? Can you imagine being like him? There are some men just like him, lived with a great deal of guilt and regret as they woke up and woke the sleep out of their eyes early on a Sunday morning. As they sat in their bed, you had to see the heads shaking and saying, what have I done? How did I get here? How did I get to this point of enormous guilt of, because of my desertion? You see, these strong, brave disciples of Jesus had 
vowed to be with him to the end, to fight to the death with him, to never leave his side, and they had deserted him in the garden when the soldiers and the torches came. They had deserted him and had left, and now he's gone and he's dead. And they sit on the edge of their beds, disgraced because of their desertion and the guilt weighing upon them. We all have guilt of somehow deserting and disappointing. Perhaps it was a friend or a family member. Perhaps you have deserted or disappointed your God. You sit in your room on the edge of your bed and you wonder how you got there and you wonder what to do and you live with this regret and this guilt and this feeling of desertion. How do we deal with that? We deal with it in all different ways, don't we? Some try to bargain with God that they're going to try to behave differently. Now, I'll try to do it better, Lord. Others, if they've disappointed someone, I'm going to make it up to them. And they go overboard in their affection and their emotion to, towards them and in their actions towards them that they try to make it up to them somehow, some way, because they've disappointed and deserted them. Some of us just act like it never happened. I don't even want to talk about it. We go into our cave and we try to bury it back in the deep, dark recesses and hope it never pops out again. Some try to find different solutions just to try to forget somehow what's hurting in here. What I've deserted, who I've disappointed, who I've hurt, how do I deal with it? And as much as we try and figure out how to fix it, we, we're not coming up with the solution with it, are we? Private Michael Delaney didn't have a solution to get himself out of this situation. He was facing death, firing squad, execution, end of life, end of marriage. What's he to do? He could do nothing, could he? Nothing could change that for him. He heard seven words, not these words. The court finds Private Michael Delaney guilty. No, on that morning of July 18th, 1863, he heard seven words. They were from the President of the United States, Abraham Lincoln. On the day of his execution, Abraham Lincoln sent this message, just seven words. Let him fight instead of being shot. Kind of witty on Lincoln's part, don't you think? Let him fight instead of being shot. At that moment, Delaney's life changed completely, didn't it? He now received pardon 
from the President of the United States, who had that power in his pen to sign that order, let him fight instead of being shot. Seven words, and that freed this man. His life of regret and desertion and guilt was now lifted off, and he was pardoned. And it came from the pen of somebody so powerful, the only one who could possibly sign those papers to get him free from that cell and off death row. Those women on Easter morning that we hear about in our gospel lesson today, our sermon lesson, were finding no help from Jesus' disciples, were they? The body had been taken down from the cross. It was buried in the tomb. They saw the stone had been rolled in front of the tomb. These disciples had cashed out. They weren't going to go anywhere. They were hiding away. Let the women deal with death. Let them deal with it. They go to the tomb. The stone is rolled away. They don't need any help. That's a strange sight. They bring their spices and an angel tells them, tells them seven words that were going to change their life. He is not here. He is risen. That changed everything for those women that day, didn't it? Pardon and promise had been given to them. And they heard it in those seven words, He is not here, He is risen. What they had hoped came true. What they had needed was delivered. You see, my friends, what made an impact on them was seven words. Christ is risen. Seven words. Those seven words make all the difference, don't they? They made all the difference to those women and those disciples because you caught the message they were to take back to the disciples. Tell my brothers. First time he's ever called them his brothers. These deserters, these disappointments. Tell my brothers I will meet them in Galilee. He had not abandoned them. They were pardoned. They were given peace. They were set free from their guilt. Why? Just seven words. Christ is risen. When we hear those words, they make an impact on us too. Just simple sound. Those simple sounding words, but it's a message that is powerful than, more powerful than any earthquake. It shakes the very foundation of your being and your soul and your eternity. Because there in those words is a pure promise that God has delivered. He's taken that desertion of yours and mine and taken us as we sat on the edge of our beds in guilt and sitting in our rooms in the confines of those cells that 
maybe not with prison bars, but confined our hearts and our hopes. And he has sprung us free. It took the pardoning pen of God writing that pardon, that presidential pardon of his, in the only ink that could count, and that was the blood of his own son. And he writes your name on it, and he says, let him go free. Let her go free. Let her fight. Let him fight. When Michael Delaney heard those words, Private Michael Delaney heard those words from Lincoln, those seven, do you know what he did? He went back. Back to his unit, back to fighting. He stayed in and he fought and he served the one who had pardoned him. He fought for the man who had pardoned him. Brothers and sisters, we've received this presidential pardon. Earth-shaking words were written out. He is not here, he is risen. Earth-shaking words that pardoned us and freed us to now go and fight for him, to serve him. You see, He's given you and me now purpose in this life, having sprung us free. If you are somebody who has been away from church or not really been involved in church before or not regularly hearing a message about Jesus Christ, this message is for you today too. Absolutely. You see, he's giving a message to us today that church isn't about a bunch of rules and a bunch of do's and don'ts, that's not what church is all about. That's not what worship is all about. It's not what the Bible is all about. What it's all about is a future. A future that is not just spinning on wheels, going through life thinking this is what it's all about. You eat, you sleep, you die, and you're done. It's not about treading on this wheel that's going around getting nowhere with no purpose. It's not about trying to get through just simple worries and cares and concerns and hope you make it. That's not what life is about. That's not what future is about. What the future is about is what Jesus brings us today in this gospel message that he has risen. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Those words give you future. Those words change everything. Those words remove the confines of sin that had shackled you. Those words take Satan's control away from you. Those words Remove the connection of death that it cannot contain you. You are free. You are forgiven. You are innocent. You are risen with him from the dead of sin to life. Seven words. 
simple message. Earthquaking in character. Simple seven words that change your future and present you with certain promises. Death done. Life guaranteed. Heaven for sure. Because Christ is risen. Hallelujah. Amen. Please stand. Thanks for listening to this Risen Savior podcast. For more information about our church, check us out online at risensavior.us.